on this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out who will win the shushy for Best Supporting Actress, if this week's episode of Stargirl is Infinity Inc. or Infinity Stink, and if the Superhero Homies podcast will make Ryan an honorary homie. All that and more on the all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds, and welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast that covers every live-action TV show based on a comic book, and and like some of the cartoons sometimes and other stuff. And not not Bat a Wheels. comic book property. Uh, nope, nope. No, but, but we won't even say that. Nope, nope. But you did. But you just the did. In two no, 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 no. I, I'm, not the ho- I'm not the we're fucking watching, host. But nobody's allowed to say it. For that, we're watching The Walking Dead in two weeks. Four weeks. Can I? Can, because I'm not the host, can we just do it in four weeks? <laughs> All right. Because okay. you're not the host, it's in four Sorry, weeks. Sorry, Caitlin, continue. That's me. I'm Caitlin. Hi. Um, and I am joined here by the person who made us watch Walking Dead in four weeks. Who is that? I, but I did do a really good job of not interrupting you. I do want to admit, except for that one time. Except for that one time if every time? If you had to compliment me about not interrupting me, uh, interrupting you, what would you say? You interrupted yourself, too? Mm, um, I did. I did. But doesn't that just speak to like genius? Because I'm like, I'm playing five, maybe even six dimensional chess at this point. You're the, as far as podcasting the Andy goes. Warhol yeah. podcasters, I think people describe you as. Uh, mixed with who's the guy who um, did like the Mighty Mouse song on uh, Jim Carrey? Andy I'm like Andy Warhol and, and Jim Carrey. Andy Kubrick is a good it's way to put Kubrick. it. It's not Kubrick. What's that guy's name? It's Kubrick now. What's your name? That's Mike Kaufman. <laughs> I'm Mike Kaufman. And Mike Kaufman has done a lot of things that I definitely know about. I'm your one of your closest friends. Yep. Name three of my accomplishments, Caitlin. Of course. Uh, Mike Kaufman, he brought me a sandwich no, one no, day. No. Just stop. Yeah. Do, try to do Mike Gravano. Okay. Name three Back things that Mike Gravano has ever done. Name has three of my accomplishments. Accomplishments? Um, You were born. That's a big accomplishment. Yeah, um, mostly his mom, but. <laughs> you you moved one time and that was really big. That's really hard wow, for you to do. It's hard to move. Um and I think you've hosted a podcast before. So that's those are three big accomplishments you've done. Right. Wow. Ryan, have you ever thought somebody was one of your closest friends and realized it is a one-way street and not the two-way street you thought it was? Oh, I would never be self-reflective enough to realize anything like that. But can I add a couple more to Caitlin's list? Please. Um met Ryan. Ooh, ooh! I have a better one. Yeah, met Caitlin. Okay, so that's yeah. five incredible that's really accomplishments big. that what, Mike has what done. What a life! What a life I've lived. <laughs> and there's no mention of anything about the OC. No, <laughs> no. Uh, Ken Burns' doc on Mike's life is going to be short but sweet. Yeah, that's how everyone likes it. That's what I've heard. Yeah, um, then he met Ryan. Like Ken Burns. I love how short his documentaries are. <laughs> <laughs> then he met Ryan. Then he met Caitlin. Bye. And he died. <laughs> and that we was. All- we all know I'm the first of us to die. I guarantee, no, that is true, and I guarantee you too that there's going to be footage in the in the Mike Ken Burns doc of your funeral, and then there's me and Caitlin are not going to be there, 
There's going to be separate footage of me and Caitlin at different funerals thinking that it's yours, being like, where the fuck is everyone? Because we totally got the directions wrong. And me and Caitlin are not at, at the wrong, same wrong funeral. We're at two entirely separate different wrong, wrong funerals, funerals than you. Wow. Wow. Just a funeral day? Yeah. Funeral day. Love a good funeral day. <laughs> Let's just like knock them all out at once. That's that's my favorite. Uh, you know what else is my favorite? Oh, is this what? a segue right now, Caitlin? This is, is this a segue. Segue, 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 segue. I'm gonna woo by my segue and tell you all about uh, the the best supporting actress when we come back. What's, where wait, I go? Caitlin, yeah? what, what's yeah. the main segment tonight? What are we talking about before or after the the best supporting actress? Yeah, we're gonna talk about Stargirl. Okay, but before that, before that, we're gonna talk about. Uh, we're going to give out the shushy for the best supporting actress. There we go. Nailed it. And now it's time to go and give that good old shushy to the best supporting actress. Ryan, take us away. When it comes to best supporting actress, I would like to define a few words. Uh, Caitlin, best? Yes. Um, it means the greatest. It's like goat, but not as good. Supporting? Supporting? Mike, Mike supporting? Supporting means you're lifting everybody up. You're like a jock strap. Mm. Caitlin, uh, what I would like for you to define is this is the last time we have to sift through thousands of nominees to give out a shishi. How do you feel about that? Wow. Um, that's so great. I love that. We only have three left, guys. It's best actor, best actress, and best show. And well, So it's not, I guess, the last time because we have 80 shows to figure out who's the best show. To rank. But that was so many supporting actress nominees. And yeah. I'm glad that this part is over. No matter what happens from here on out, we did it. Was this the most nominees in any category? I think it was. I felt like it. I think I think that the sort of like the the thing that they do is well, we'll give you more male leading men, but we're gonna give you a shit ton of female supporting actresses. And look at these women holding their men up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, the first nominee is from the show Doom Patrol. It's April Bowlby. She plays Rita Farr. Okay, no, we're jumping to nominees. These aren't... Sometimes we do the who's not nominated. Oh, yeah. I was about to rant. I was going to do that, but uh, I didn't. Um, I do know that Crazy okay. Jane is not nominated. Dan Guerrero is not nominated. Uh, she's great. We've seen what she does. <laughs> Let's talk about a- April Bowlby. Still crushing, elevating, lifting. She should be lead. She's so good, except it's an ensemble cast. There are no leads. Uh, it's It's... She's not adding anything new, but it's just layering. Layering the character, adding more nuance, still killing the Catherine Hepburn impressions, but she's no longer a joke uh, and is, I think, the soul of the show. Are you surprised that with Doom Patrol out of our vision for so long that she was still able to get nominated here? I think the shadow she casts is long and bulbous, just like the shape she turns into. Uh, So, no, I I think... (laughs) It could be helpful. I could not name what she did last season, but she at this point <laughs> is coasting on reputation. She fought that lady that came down in a spaceship. Yeah. Well, a lady came down in a spaceship. Lady that came down <laughs> in a spaceship. Mike, the next nominee is from Stargirl. It's Meg DeLacy. Meg DeLacy, who did, of course plays. Uh, she plays uh, the villain, the scaly C- skin, <laughs> Cindy Berman. Cindy Berman, thank you. Uh, she, yeah, Meg DeLacy fucking rules, man. She, to be such a mean girl in the first couple seasons and then just add humanity here, uh, I'm constantly rooting for her over our quote-unquote heroes. Uh, she 
hates that she likes these people now. She hates that she wants to be liked to them. And she sells all of that and everything she does. I so agree. Um, we didn't do the not nominated yet, so maybe we should run through this real quick. Uh, Mike, you mean the thing I brought up and Mike, you said I didn't do that? Are you done? Keep going. Uh, Mike, back to you again one last time. It's Amber Tamblin from Why the Last Man was not nominated tonight, and this was my number one pick for Best Supporting Actress. I wow. think this was my number one as well, so I know who to look at <gasps> to blame. It's freaking Cassie who's not here to defend wow. herself. It, is this a whole thing of like... She's so conservative and gross and represents all the things that we fucking hate that she can't get nominated. I, I guess. I think uh, a moron would assume that in their votes. But Amber Tamblyn <laughs> captured the what I'm going to call your Megan Kane. Uh-huh. McCain? Megan McCain. Megan McCain energy so perfectly. While every once in a while she would help somebody, you're like, is she helping them because she is a human or because she needs something? Oh, my God. It's both. And that's Amber Tamlin crushed this, and I hope she continues to act. Uh, she probably will, right? Uh, but I hope she gets more and more recognition because, yeah, I was blown away by her in this show. I hope she just, she doesn't just die on that cross, which is dying during sex while having uh, sex with her husband, David Cross. You don't want her to have a heart attack on <laughs> just, top of David Cross. That's what I'm saying. Why? What did you think I was saying? No, that's I guess that's it. Caitlin, let's throw it to you. You know who yep. was not nominated was Vivian uh, Akampong. Who played Lucienne from Sandman. No! Not nominated. Not Lucienne. I loved her. I thought she did really good at lifting up Sandman and giving him humanity and like putting him in check. I loved how she was like always like about to roll her eyes at yeah. his bullshit, but never fully did. Also, she looked really cool. I loved her little elf ears. And um, <laughs> I think she's really badass. But yeah, she always called Sandman out on his bullshit and knew when to like not say anything and let him learn his lesson. Um, do you guys do that with me as, as sort of like the dream slash Morbius of I'm sorry Mobius Morbius no you I think you are the Morbius <laughs> of this show for sure is it hard for you guys to like sort of let me know what's up but also not piss me off because I will wreck your world yes uh, just like Morpheus and you know what Morbius <laughs> telling you directly negative things does what the not fuck did you just say over well. cut his fucking mic right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caitlin let's get back to his actually nominated Yep. It's Sophia DiMartino from Loki. From Oh, this is Sylvie, right? This is Sylvie. Sylvie, um, Lady Loki, um, Sylvie, loved her. She was... <laughs> Just keep saying her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recalling Loki. It's been a while. Yeah, I remember... We just watched Caitlin remember everything from a literal <laughs> year ago. I, I, the, the train scene was fantastic. I remember I loved her acting and how she... Uh, I feel like Tom Hiddleston's a hard person to play off of and be bigger than, but she, I feel like she really matched him and at some points was bigger mm. than him. See, easy to play cute. off of, hard to be bigger than and better. Yeah. Than. Yeah. That's the part I think that she actually succeeded. She at. had the tiny horns, but she had the big personality. And did she Boom. lose one of those horns at one point? Yeah. It looks like kind of sawed off. I hope we get that story. <laughs> All right. Mike, the next nominee is, I think, I would guess, uh, a perennial nominee. Until the show is over. It's Alice Wetterland from Resident Alien. Look, sometimes you're just specifically up our collective butthole. Who and like <laughs> Alice Wetterland. Was before this, right? Yes. We are wetter men. <laughs> and wetter women. Uh Darcy, and it, what what I love about her being nominated is Darcy is a side joke piece, right? Like until this season, they started to add her addictions, and but like it is her mile a minute joke delivery system and weirdness. And then the show went, 
well, we need more humanity from her, so we're going to bring in Joyce? Judy. Judy, Judy yeah. is now the joke because Alice Wetterland is starting to like, she, oh, there's a reason in world Darcy is a joke a minute person because she's hiding all this hurt and pain. Uh, and she, I think she does so well at it. But Alice Wetterland sort of left a vacuum, like moving up to like a three-dimensional character this yes. season. And so Judy filled that. And then Darcy's still just as funny as she was. But we also but now have, you see the reason behind it. We also have Judy who uh, wore jeans with holes in them and pulled underwear out of the bottom <laughs> hole and said, oh, where'd that okay, come wait. from? Should Judy be nominated for this right now? <laughs> I think so. Caitlin, the final nominee is Zenobio Shroff. It's uh, from Ms. Marvel. This is Mommy. Oh, Mommy! Uh, mommy. She brought out all the feels. <laughs> Ooh, mommy. Oh, Mommy. Caitlin, let me ask you this. Do yeah. you have to be funny to get nominated here? Um, I, I don't know. Was Mommy funny? I, oh, I think like, she was the funniest part. Really? Okay. I, I only remember her for like the heart, like the heart moments of this season. And I, I truly feel like she is the reason this, this whole, ep- this whole award. Well, no, this, uh, Miss Marvel of- was good. Okay. Um, but well, yeah, I, like I, she was such a, uh, shark, like such a, almost like more than a mom. She was a mother-in-law to her mm-hmm. own daughter. Mm-hmm. And then they had that heart to heart at the end, which was pretty important. Yeah, to be able like, to switch sorry, from one of the main antagonists of the show to mm-hmm. one of the main the character's main supporters and, and having it feel all natural and real, I mm-hmm. think is so hard to pull off. But like now, she, now that we finished the show, don't you think that she was the main antagonist? Like this show had antagonist problems all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it re- it uh, ultimately it was uh Kamala versus her mom. Yes. That was it. That was the entire show. Mm-hmm. All right, your nominees are April Bowlby from Doom Patrol, Meg, De- Meg DeLacy from Stargirl, Sophia DiMartino from Loki, Alice Wetterland from Resident Alien, and Zenobia Shroff from Ms. Marvel. Guys, where do we think this is going? Wow. Resident Alien has won every award so far. Oof. That's true. Oof. I think it's Mommy. It Mommy? <laughs> and the winner is... Caitlin, can you make envelope ripping noises? That's pretty good. She's only ever slurped an envelope through a straw before. <laughs> It's Zenobia Shroff from Ms. Marvel. Mommy! It is Mommy. Mommy. Well, this might be Marvel's it. first award this season. And last. <laughs> if I have anything to fucking say about it. Um, uh, well, congratulations to Mommy. Uh, you're welcome in our studio anytime uh, to pick up your award. Um, but I think it's time for us to go to the main event, Stargirl. <laughs> On episode eight of season three of Stargirl, we start off with Pat and Shade in the black and white Shadowlands facing their fears. In the color world, Courtney is on the outside trying to think of any way to save stepdaddy Pat from the Shadowlands. Uh, Courtney decides to take a risk and bring Jean and Todd together to have the light and the darkness balance out. It ends up working and we find out that Helix is not the one responsible for all the surveillance lands in people's houses. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Do you think Pat is going to take a break from being uh, a sidekick to try to be a better father to shithead Mike because of all the things that he saw in the Shadowland? Man, that there's a lot of heavy stuff in this episode. Yeah. That was brutal Woo! and accurate. Woo! That's what hurt. Is We're like, yeah, Pat doesn't give a shit about Mike. Yeah. I Was that worse than what... His father, played by um, Police Academy, classic guy, uh, classic actor who was uh, the sergeant in all the Police Academy movies, uh, he said 
some classic bad, bad, uh, bad dad lines, including you should have brought me and your mom closer together. <laughs> that was your job. And also, um, I was never proud of you. Not like, <laughs> not like I hoped I was more proud of you. Not um, yeah. like I should have been more proud, but uh, I was never was proud never of you. Proud of you. I think the one that really hit me was his dad saying to him, "You, what you wanted from me is what Mike wants from you, and you're not giving to him. So you're creating the cycle, and he's going to be exactly how fucked up you are." And I was like, "Oh, oh!" I fully disagree, and that's because um, we're in the Shadowlands. Yeah, and uh, Shade has been telling us how this is not reality. Yeah. But I don't care about you. It doesn't and matter, th- though, because... And then when the dad says that, Shade reaches over to Pat, and he's like, buddy, baby, bubble, that's not true. Please don't listen to him. Like, you're not that bad of a dad. Even Shade was, like, taken aback by this horrible But shit. Pat said, no, my real yeah. father said every word of this, and that's what made it all fucking brutal. Yeah, so even if it's not true, even if Mike doesn't feel that way, that's how Pat feels, how Mike then it's like... Mm-hmm. And Pat, well, but what's great about the Shadowland, uh, it is accurate. Pat does care about and try to nurture and parent Courtney more than he does Mike. Yeah, we have been watching three seasons of Pat ignoring Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm so. going to stop you there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Guys, we're in the halfway point of the third season of Stargirl. Do we have a moment of the week for two and a half seasons? It's, I'm going to stop you there, Mike. <laughs> that that should be a drop on the show. Yes, that is Anytime a Mike way. talks for too long. <laughs> This watching this episode, I wanted to like stare Cassie in the eyes and be like, "Do you still hate Mike right now? Do you like? Is there any like redeeming like of Mike?" Pat wouldn't step up and say, "Well, look at him," but I would. You can acknowledge (laughs) uh, the character or actor are not to the par of the rest, (laughs) and also say, "I understand why this is all brutal for Pat, and it's true that he's neglecting his son." Goddamn! And the most brutal part for all of it for Pat, just for Pat, not for Mike, because nobody cares about Mike, but for Pat is when Shade finally gets him to leave the mechanic shop, Pat's like, I still miss you, Pop. Oh. That, like... Daddy issues, I understand all the... Like, this is exactly the dad that I had. This is not the Shadowland fucking with me. And yet, I still miss you because dads are fucking fucked up. Yeah, the one-two punch of, no, my real dad said all of this, and I still miss you, was... uh, And I think we needed a Pat... This was not a Pat-focused episode, but we needed... Pat has been kind of shunted to the side uh, throughout this season, and this was really important, these moments, so he he got his time to shine and go through emotional arcs. And also, we're talking about stuff that hit, but in a different way, Courtney talking to, I think, Helix Nurse, she's like, my dad, <clears throat> Pat. Hmm. Uh, I think Todd, it's just like, she said my dad and she meant Pat. <laughs> <laughs> it got dusty, guys. We also get some like moment, like emotional moments with Shade, Mm-hmm. Um, and him like have we seen this part before where the shade is talking to like his sister or something and walking away I feel like we've seen it, this moment before familiar. or maybe there's just another TV show that we watch that has a similar moment it's so hard we watch so much TV <laughs> like, it's so hard to keep it straight because I was like I think I've seen this but this is like mm-hmm. the first time of an outsider I, seeing it I think anything. I think the first time they were in the Shadowlands it happened and he just breezed through mm. and kind of like don't pay attention to that Shadowlands are crazy. Like I think he did not let st- let Cindy and Courtney 
make him stop. He just like burned through. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah, of course, there's that. That's going to happen. Honestly, you two bitches, if I was in my own Shadowlands, I would be parkouring through every fucking room, <laughs> never looking down, middle fingers out to everything. Like, I don't want to go through any of that. It's like, there's a reason I suppress this. Yeah. But that was, it was tragic watching his sister laying in bed dying. Like, I just want you to talk to me. And he's like, no, I want to get out of this room more I than can. anything. I'm the shade. What hurt in a different way is Pat being like, oh, what about that? And he's like, oh, do you know what actually hurts? He's like, I wasn't around for any of that. Yeah. So that's just how he imagines it. He's like, no, I was like across the country, across the world when she it, died. Look, if you pitch me an episode, and this is only half the We have to talk about the other half of the episode because I got some things to say. But <laughs> the Shadowlands part of this episode, uh, if you pitch this to me, I'm like, I don't want to watch that. I'm, I, I don't want to watch people's dreams or their, right, we're anti-dream uh, here. their insecurities becoming real. And like they have to walk through it. Like that sounds so boring, but I think it's because of these two performances together. Yes. The way that they interact with each other, of Pat Dugan being so gosh darn it earnest and shade, like taking never missing an opportunity to be like, You're a fucking bitch and I hate you. Mm-hmm. He says uh, he uh, hate you and he also constantly is like, I don't feel anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like and, we we and knew that the wasn't two true. Best actors right. of but, the show do it. We knew that wasn't true with the shade. We knew that he did feel stuff. Right. And so in order for us to understand that, it was going to take more than him guiding Courtney out of the Shadowlands. It, it was going to be him being presented with his own shit. Him, and I think it, it is such a good mirror to that episode. Good point, Ryan. If he guided Courtney out before, because he's good at giving advice, is this his struggle was Pat guided him out of, he was like, no, I know this world. And Pat's like, I know you do. But you're so used to it. It's like guiding a friend out of an abusive relationship. It's like, no, I know you, quote, unquote, know how this works. Right. But I'm telling you how to get out of it. And that was a huge moment. That's why I appreciate when my therapists have therapists. Like you <laughs> They can, all should. You can, you can give me therapy, but also you need therapy. So this was all the Shadowlands area, which I don't know about you. I think this was like my favorite part of this it like hit hardest for me whenever we went in black and white but then we have everything that was in color so we have courtney at the hillix headquarters what? or house caitlin do you know what a backdoor pilot is uh no that's i smelt that i smelt that so Oof. harsh that's the like infinity stink of this infinity <laughs> Oof. and we're it's, getting we're getting keith david's uh mr glow skull as the and, lead of a show, and maybe and the shades on the show. Ooh, speaking of spooky guys, wow, I thought he was purple, and then I was like, oh, wait, he said his skin is transparent. Oh, I guess he's transparent. Although, I will say that Courtney's supposed to be like the bright light of this show, always positive, and he just walks into a room, and Courtney's like, you're going to have to try harder than that to scare me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bitch, this is just my face. <laughs> All <laughs> I did was, was walk into a room. <laughs> like, but I like it, like, and what hurt more, and one Keith David is amazing, but uh, he's just like, look, I know what I look like. I was born this way and also I killed my mom because I was born with what the doctors call medically the side night touch. <laughs> <laughs> and then he touches a plant that dies immediately. Which Wait, you think he has a huge crop of plants just to show people yeah. what he's capable of? Uh, Nurse Ratchet, bring a new plant in here. <laughs> I, I, just so I can kill for my next uh, customer. Um, but yeah, like, this, th- there's something about the backdoor pilotness of this that I hate, but mm-hmm. I swear to God, anytime that I start seeing rooms with names on them and I'm going to be introduced to more superheroes, I just get excited. I don't fucking well, care. This is, uh, I don't know if you can remember all the way back to Titan season one that Doom Patrol showed up. Mm-hmm. So fine. Cool. Let's do it. I'm ready for Infinity Inc., especially that 
if this is basically weird Charles Xavier, because that's what he's like, maybe we should start a school for, how do you say, gifted children. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> and he will not treat them right. Even though he's a good guy and not what he looks like, he is like, well, we should isolate them and hurt them a little to make them better for this world. He will always be be better than Charles Xavier. Well, yeah, everybody is. Yeah. So we have have these twins, Janine... Or yeah, Janine Jenny, and Jenny and Todd, yeah, um, Pietro and Wanda. Uh, yep, and we have uh, She's weird Courtney. He's fast. Courtney's like, I know what we should do instead of separating them, bring them together. That's what we have to do. Which is Just, like, is that's like um, gatekeeper and keymaster level dangerous? Yes, and that's what Voodoo Glow Skulls saying. He's like, no, the world could get destroyed here. Yeah, Cherry Pop and Daddy's calling on the phone <laughs> and say, Voodoo Glow Skull, you better not do this. <laughs> And like I do like a, cor- a beautiful Courtney line and encapsulates her character because he's like, but we could all die. And she's like, but if we're alone, what's the point in anything? Aww. And she's saying, not even herself. She's saying, if these two individuals have to go through life alone, then why don't we all die? And that's optimistic to a fault, I would say. <laughs> she yeah. didn't yeah. turn out to be right. But I So I feel like all of Courtney is like her, like standing on a soapbox saying all these things like was supposed to be empowering i was like no courtney this sounds very dangerous no courtney this does not sound good no everyone should not die just to get these two together but before she said that she was like i want to hold court and i think that's a good catchphrase and took a knee and took a knee that's for courtney (laughs) oh well yeah and then and then of course everything worked out and it was fine yeah it's hard. It's hard to keep Wait, pushing past the bullshit. Why did she not just take off the ring and give him the ring or something? They she had to like touch her, like fist bump him, and then they're like, "Well, hugging. you got a fist bump because that's how siblings work." But it's yep. also well, it, it's been a minute. So the 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 first Jenny episode, uh, we had she is the battery. Normally, those rings come with a separate lantern that the battery go that the ring yeah. goes in to charge it. And they learn that she is the battery. So, like, mm. she is the thing that gives her ring power. It's kind of like a, a feedback loop. Yeah. Uh, so, both of them, she's always pouring out green fire. He's always pouring out darkness Black. like the shade does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, plus hugging siblings. Come on. Yeah. And then there was a third hero of the team. The third hero of the team? Wasn't there? What are you talking third about? third hero of the team. Was there only two heroes? There was those two heroes, and there was Nurse Love and uh, Bone Skull guy. They didn't introduce a third. Okay, I'm just. They should have introduced a third hero to make it a team. It's not a team just to have two. Oh kids. well, we well, have our our um, the Shade who's going to be helping guide them. Yeah, that's too. Well, that's too many teachers per children. Well, that feels separate. <laughs> is you have Helix, which is Voodoo Glow Skull and Nurse Ratchet, who are like, I guess. Well, we we didn't meet any of the kids, but they're like, hey, let's turn our freaks into heroes. And then the Shade, Jenny, and Todd are going to have their own full house kind of sitcom situation. How many episodes can we spin off, or how many series can we spin off from this episode? 18. (laughs) Pat therapy sessions? It's its own show. I'll watch the shit out of that. Pat and Mike camping trip to rebond? Oh, no. I will not watch that. Canceled immediately. (laughs) Because Mike's like, camping? We used to camp all the time. We would live in uh, lean-tos or side houses. When I We're getting from Oklahoma... (laughs) <laughs> through the oh. dust bowl <laughs> we had to go where the migrants told us to so i mean everything is solved and we have uh courtney and pat on a bus and they're heading back home because they get left behind because <laughs> that of course was hilarious. that was hilarious when the shade and all of them decide to poof off into their what were they going to new york 
It'll yeah, be to, to help uh, the, Sand the Sandman's Man's son. Kid, but a different Sandy. Sandman than Morpheus. <laughs> yeah, not Morpheus. Not this is Sandy. Wesley, Wesley Dodds. I literally laughed out loud when they said his name was Sandy. I was like, are you fucking serious? That's I love that they're just like embracing and they're not marveling out and rolling their eyes at the I 1960s, mean, 50s silliness of I'm not games. upset about it. I was like, oh, you, I can't believe you did that. This beautiful. Thank you. I um, love you. The lead character's name is Breck Basinger. That is created by Stan Lee. That's a name created <laughs> by, by lead Stan- character. You mean the lead actress. Oh, shit. That's a real <laughs> name. That's insane, Mike. Uh, I, I looked up her name for the first time today. I was like, Brick? Like, breakfast? Brick, yeah. <laughs> like, it, did your parents Breck just Fast really like the first meal of the day? But this was the so. this is the big villain that was hinted at at the end of season two, right? We met Voodoo Glow School. Like, mm-hmm. that was the mid-credits uh, person. Yeah. Uh, and now that's over. Like, that's all done. So now we're going to go focus on... Well, it's all done and has not been mentioned most right. of this season. So we skipped, yeah, seven episodes and now he's back. And they thought uh, he was who was watching them. Do uh, you know what I am sick of? It? And I, I generally love this show, uh, but I feel like we've had three or four episodes in a row that end with the the watcher doing something, punching something, throwing mm-hmm. their puzzle across his, the room, doing their puzzle. His TV bill, and I'm not talking about cable bill. I'm talking about actual deliveries of televisions uh-huh. to his house <laughs> must be out of control. Who is our current? A while back, uh, we were convinced it was the Dragon King, but. That turned out to be Shiv. It was her scales. It's not. So who is this? Who is the puzzle maker? I still think Dragon King is pretty good odds. I think it's Professor Solomon Grundy. I think Solomon Grundy got smarter. Wait, like. Professor Hulk star- style. Joe Fix It? Yes. And because there, I think there, there's a reason he specifically got mad and punched uh, Strong Boy's face in the TV. Uh, I would still give up point to um the gambler and Ooh, and no, starman i was uh when i saw the gambler in the shadow lands i was like oh, he's controlling everything i was like wait we're in the shadow lands this isn't real hold on did caitlin just start writing a johnny cash song <laughs> when i yeah, saw, saw the gambler, the gambler in, the in the shadow, shadow lands. lands uh no i think that it could definitely be joel McHale grunting and groaning in that room I like a uh, a two face style like split personality like or Starman. not we have seen him freak the fuck out yeah. and constantly. I also want to bring up Barbara. Barbara, upset Barbara upset with her teenage children running around town in costumes. She's downstairs watching everything. It's Barbara. She's a super mom. She's a Karen mom. She's an Uber mom. She's an Octomom. <laughs> oh man, remember Octomom? <laughs> the simpler days of Octomom and Balloon Boy. <laughs> Wow, um, I I love the simpler days, but Ryan, I think there's something really important from the simpler days that you have to tell me about. Is it my moment of the week? Yeah, I think it is. Okay, because we do that now on Made of Yep, that's right. Uh, my moment of the week is Pat Dugan and Shade walking down the street, and Pat Dugan's like, well, I think we have to get out of here. <laughs> and the Shade takes like a full 30-second break of silence and just stares at him and just says... <laughs> I'm so glad you're here now to <laughs> deliver this amazing advice. Is that the first time uh, you as the shade and me as Pat Dugan have been seen on screen together, Ryan? Right? <laughs> yeah. The whole time I was thinking, start a podcast, gentlemen. <laughs> Mike, what's your moment of the week? Uh, it, it straight up is my dad, <clears throat> Pat. Uh, I was just like, oh, and like I feel like even though it wasn't, they weren't together. These two characters needed that moment to be like, no, they are still close. 
Uh, and it was like subtle. There wasn't a huge lantern hung on it, a huge green lantern hung on it. It just like passed by. It was beautiful. Wow. Uh, my moment of the week is sad mic. It's <laughs> it's the black and white mic. Just it, it came out of nowhere. I was like, are they going to make me actually feel for Mike? And he didn't say anything. So I think that's why I felt the most for him. So that was my, that was my moment. I have a, it made me feel for Micah. Like I, I, I felt some for Micah that pattern. Counter? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Good counter. Anyway, Does Caitlin, that um, yeah, that was, that was all great, but yeah. we actually do have pressing, uh, news right now. Oh man. Uh, do, uh, do, 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 do. Caitlin and Mike, you guys have started a website together. I'd like you to co tell me about this. What a diabolical bastard. So it you is... guys have started a website. Yep. We sure have. It we have, and it, it's for uh all those nervous parents out there, Caitlin, because it is Halloween season, is it mm-hmm. not? Yeah, it sure is. And uh, those nervous parents are always thinking, What's what what is my child gonna be carrying when they're going trick-or-treating? Exactly. What is in their candy? Mm-hmm. So our website, it, you take a photo of your candy and scan it. And Scandy. Yep, it's called Scandia. Scandy.net. <laughs> Scandy.net. Um, yeah, you can scan that candy, candy, and actually, your phone turns into an X-ray device and can X-ray that candy, and we can make sure that there's no shivs in there. We cannot guarantee that there is no like, good, like marijuana in there, but definitely we can make it sure it's clear of shivs. So this is so crazy because so yeah. often I ask you guys about websites yep. and you pitch basic GeoCities ass bullshit. Yeah, but no. now you're pitching a website that turns your phone or your computer or whatever into. A scanning device. Yeah, yeah. I learned JavaScript in the last week. Oh so shit! I didn't know that. Now. I'm so sorry. So, I did not know that. Up, yeah. upskilled motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, um, this sounds like an amazing website, guys. I hope everybody goes to Scandi- Scandia.net. <laughs> Wait, did you say Scandia? Scandia.net. Because Scandia is that's also the uh, family fun center mm-hmm. that's around here. So yep. I don't know what that is. I've been there. This for trick or treating at family fun centers. Yep. Um, I just want to make sure that if you guys, do you guys have a plan for this website? A plan? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like how to. We're gonna pitch it to Scandia. It? Okay. And sell it to them for lots of money. And if they say no, we'll go over to Scandinavia. <laughs> yep. You'll you'll hop on over, hop on over the pond to yep. Scandinavia. Hop on over the pond, eh? That's I would suggest uh, Cyber Sprout. Oh. That could that be mean? another option for you instead of Scandia or Scandinavia. <laughs> what is Cyber Sprout? Oh, Cybersprout, uh, it, they just provide tools and training that make managing and tweaking your business's website a breeze. Uh, Cybersprout.net is the thing that you should go to. From easy-to-edit fields, custom templates, and drag-and-drop tools, you have the power to keep your site current. And if you need help, Cybersprout is always available. A lot goes into running a website, and chances are you didn't create yours because you love handling the maintenance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love maintenance. Even if your site is built on WordPress, which makes things incredibly easy, you can still spend too much time handling the back-end aspects instead of the creative or business side you want to be focused on. Guys, please, before you create Scandy.net, Scandia. Scandia. Scandia.net from either coming straight to you from Scandia or Scandinavia. Please talk to cybersprout.net first. They handle your back end. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> Somebody needs to. <laughs> Why? It's messy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And coming up next is the polis. <laughs> Now it's time to the poll list, and up first is Pennyworth. This week on Pennyworth, 
the origin of Batman's butler. A past mission of Morocco comes back to haunt Alfie. Meanwhile, Thomas Wayne arrives in Gotham City and shoots his dad in an alleyway. What? Taste buds, I ask you this. Were the pearls a dropping? Why do alleys haunt the Waynes? <laughs> Uh, what if okay what if uh you know there's just a bunch of people named Allie and then they just they just take down thomas kirsty alley kirsty alley takes down. they mm-hmm. are the actual thieves that take down the the wayne family just the alleys that's an answer my friend mm. All right. uh pennyworth is on thursdays on hbo max how did Up they get next? on a real channel? That's crazy. I know. It's wild. It's wild. Because uh, it added a little extra. And what didn't is our next show, which is The Walking Dead. On uh, this week's episode of The Walking Dead, Daryl and Carol search for their disappeared friends. Taste Buds, I ask you this. We are four weeks away from our review of the season finale of this show. Are Series you finale. ready? Wow. I cannot wait to never hear it again. I am never going to be ready to watch it again. Now, uh, it's going to be like sort of weekend because there are 17 spinoffs coming out of this finale. Right. But we are going to review the final season of the show. And what is that going to be delightful? Is that just going to be painful? I don't know how it could be delightful because even if it was like a really good finale, I have not been there for all a bajillion episodes to understand the back lore. What if all the characters came back and it was just a high school graduation episode and they all, they walked down the aisle. It was like a ghost thing. Like all of them are back and it's like Star Wars. They're on a mountain together. It'd be fun. Getting awards. Judith. No, wait, Judith didn't die in this. I always confuse this with the comic. Damn it, Judith. Damn it, Judith. Damn it, Judith. That's my favorite spinoff that's going to come out. (laughs) Can't. That's my favorite pop punk emo song. Uh, if you want to watch The Walking Dead, you can watch that Sundays on AMC. And guys, guess what? That's it for the poll list today. Up next is X-Taz. On this episode of X-Taz Family Ties, we start out by meeting Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Whoa, 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 whoa. One, crazy that we meet Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Two, you're going to just... Go in raw like that? That's that's how it's supposed to work, Mike. Have we have we met them before? <laughs> have they been on the show? That's no. what I was going to ask you guys. <laughs> the show kind of acted like we had, and it was their show. Well, Quicksilver, <laughs> and this is not strange for this show, but Quicksilver comes in with a, even though I don't think we've ever met him, although they say X-Factor, he's a member of X-Factor, comes in with a branded lightning bolt gray mm-hmm. outfit that he's just wearing Honey. as if he yeah. were a superhero. I think that was what threw me off the most because they were fairy branded in their superhero-ness. And Scarlet Witch has her uh, her for cowl. Her mm-hmm. well, they, 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 one, I don't know if we've had... We've seen Strong Guy in the background of things. Right. But I don't think we've met X-Factor. Uh, we've seen Forge in a future ti- alternate timeline with Bishop. No, we've seen X-Factor because Havoc went and joined X-Factor. Did he? Yes. Okay. Because Wolverine definitely knew... Or, like, the X-Men knew who Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were. They, like, na- yeah. name-dropped them. And I was like, okay, then I missed something, apparently, because we know who they are. We all did. Yeah. But it, so many things. One, we haven't seen them. But, again, Forge, I think, is supposed to exist 200 years from now in a different alternate timeline. And Quicksilver's just on the fucking FaceTime with them. Yeah, so that that threw me off in the very beginning. But I was like, okay, I'm excited. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. And it's still Wanda and Pietro. I was like, all right. Hello, friends. Um, and they, they have to Hello go visit friends. their sick daddy. Yeah, who uh, says at one point, the reason I called you here is not because I'm dying. To yeah. which point I would say, what the f- 
fuck, you bearded old we piece of shit. We traveled around the world. And sure, I had to travel. Sure, my brother can run 100 million miles an hour, but I had to be like fireman carried by him the entire time. The chafing must be real when you're carried like that. Yeah, like uh, some of your clothes are going to rip off. All around the world, <laughs> dads are dying for me. Caitlin, I want to uh, throw out an appreciation. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike really sat there and waited for us to be done. <laughs> he His oh, mouth was open. Did you see uh-huh. me think of that uh-huh. two minutes we, ago? We could hear him trying to hit that first note while we were talking. <laughs> we just heard in the background. <laughs> I heard him inhaling. Yeah. Who oh. knows how long I've loved you. But yeah, they run all around the world to me. Uh, Cowwoman. Yes. Cow woman. Yes. Yeah. Sick daddy, who we learn is actually not sick dad. He's just tired in bed. He's Charlie in the Chocolate Factory dad in bed. Like kind of. No, he's dying. Okay. Well, he's... no, but he says, I didn't call you here because yeah. I was dying. Yeah. But he is dying. But well, but maybe dies. he's not. He I don't think he die. is. I thought he died. No, he was clearly alive. That's was... just your hope for all old white <laughs> men. I just hope dads die, man. <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, but no, he was not dead. He's like, I'm not dying, but I need to let you know because for some reason I'm allowed to let you know now. Yeah, something happened where I wasn't supposed to tell you this, but now I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, but now yeah, just, something has been list- lifted, so I'm going to tell you guys that I'm not your biological father. They're, I don't know who your parents are, but you dropped off by a half cow, half human person, and you're like, what? <laughs> I was... In this moment, I was like, what the fuck? I, I love at, what the dying fuck? dad, maybe not dying dad, finishes telling the story and quicks over in front of him, yeah. looks to Juan and says, do you buy this? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's moment of the week. Like they hear, we hear this endearing story. We watch this flashback with this poor cow woman. And then he pulls his sister aside. He's like, are you buying this shit? Is this guy fucking Who's- drunk on potato gin or what? I think cow woman's name is Bovina. Bova. I think Bova. Bova. Yeah. She's the Jay-Z of that era. Bova. Bova. So, of course, Bova, We they now have to go find Bova, who we find out is going to be in, like, uh, oh, my gosh. It's called Wonder Gore. In Wonder Gore, in a very specific part of, what is it, the Alps or the Balkan Mountains. Mm-hmm. And the Balkan Mountains are a real place, right? Yes. yes. Wow. Okay. I was like. Who failed geography? Mm, it wasn't Oh, me. come on. Like, Mike, do you think that Wonder Gore is a real place? Do you think that Bovas are real? The Balkans are. <laughs> you don't know that. There's a pretty big skirmish in the 90s. But, 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 but we're talking about X-Men right now. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. But Wonder Gore also was recently in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That yeah. was Wonder Gore. Oh. Because Wonder Gore and Wanda are very tied together. Okay. All right. Well. And what's coincidental about that, and this is so weird, is that uh, a lot of times when bad things happen downstairs, I call my underwear undergore because of the disgusting things, like the brown and the red. <laughs> Ew. Yummy. See a doctor, you sick freak. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm a man. I'm a manly man. Well, we go, Mike. We, we, we cut to the X-Mansion, and Magneto is just there. He is electrocuted, tied up Wolverine. Well, no, hold on. He's in civilians. We don't know that yet. Yeah, he just walks in and he's like, "Professor X, what is up? What is up, my buddy, my my friend, my bro?" My, and Professor my, X is like, pal. "Wait, what? What about my security?" And then he turns on the TV <laughs> with immaculate timing God. To, to, to have Wolverine on a TV screen being choked but, by electric uh, r- coils, going like, "Oh my God!" After Magneto says, "Well, there are some uh, electromagnetic weaknesses in your security," and X says, "But Wolverine's on." 
sentry duty, and that's what Magneto meant, is that I can electrocute any of your X-Men. <laughs> it was, uh, I, in this moment, I gained respect for Magneto. Oh, for sure. I was like, I was, fuck yeah. I love I you. really like that he's just in a hoodie. I think that's yeah. how he is trying to let Charles know, like, I'm not here to fight. He's man. He's been so chill. He's chilled out a ton, and he's his hoodie mode is, is my favorite. Does he have and a... Long uh, hair. Long hair. Lionel, Lioness, Daddy yes. Main, like the one guy from Smallville. <gasps> yes. you guys yes. He's that? like Daddy Luther. For Daddy sure. Luther. Yeah. Donald Caitlin Glover. Caitlin wants to fuck this version. It's not Donald Glover. Of Donald it's John Glover. John Glover. Magneto. <laughs> the other Glover. Um, who's probably a great oh, lover. Mr. Glover Glover. Uh, but yes. So he totally is like, um, I got you, boy. I just need to talk to you, friend. And he's like, "My, they need to find... He gets a letter from his ex-wife right. saying his that she's wife. his dead wife, dead wife, saying that she is alive and to meet him in the Balkan Mountains. And by the way, if you guys were married to my wife, you would think dead wife is the only kind of good <laughs> wife. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, 90 sitcom. <laughs> but uh, Magneto's like, she's dead. So like. It's probably not her. I'm probably going into a trap, but there's like a 1% chance that she is alive and I need to take that. So, so letting you, you know, friend. Yeah. And like, yeah, everyone's Magneto's friend when he needs yeah. something. Magneto mm-hmm. is what Ooh, I would call him. Magneto. But Professor X is holding up like, normally I would not do this, but I understand. So I guess I'll if, do it. Because he has so many ex-girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, I get it, man. Bitches be crazy. <laughs> Uh, if any of his X-Men requested this, he would say, hey, you need to handle that on your own. Right. I'm, but for a guy who's tried to kill him a thousand times, he's like, yeah, let's do it. I'll send my people for you. Look, Magneto, you're my cerebro. bro. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, okay, so so Professor X is like, sure, sure, my good time, pal. I'll help you out and go on your way and I'll I'll look into this with my mind. And then he sends Wolverine out to like surveillance him. Yeah. Yeah. And take watch over him, even even though Magneto said, "I've got this, my dude. Just do your psychic thing." Well, no, if you if you, so, you, don't interfere. You want to subtlety, yeah. subtly follow him. You yeah. want to like very subtly follow him. You follow send me with your mind. The rage maniac with the claws that always made bites. of metal. The one that guy you definitely sense that he just electrocuted for like the one guy a that while. if Magneto wanted to, he could rip his entire skeleton out of his flesh, <laughs> and is going to not be subtle. Right. Uh, well, the rest of the X-Men weren't on contract for this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seemed. I was like, we only got Magneto. Or, sorry, Wolverine. Um, but, okay, so then Flash I would forward. always send Storm because I would only always send Storm. But that's yeah, just me. The, the one talented member <laughs> right. of the crew. <laughs> uh, we go back to uh, Scarlet Wishing and Quicksilver. They are in Wonderdorf. They have found it. And they get brought... It's, do you know the name of the guy, the the metal guy? The it's Greek a great one. At Wonder it's Wonder? the High Evolutionary. The high show ev- did not say that. I don't okay. know that because of this show. Okay. And did you guys, did his politeness right away set you off? Like he oh, was so like he's the villain. Yeah. That is Dracula style politeness. <laughs> I have been waiting for you. It's like okay, this guy yeah, told so dead this daddy. Is, this is a fucker. And this is how you get in their heads. Is he? They're like, hey, we're Petro and Wanda. And he's like, I once knew babies named Petro and Wanda. But how? He's like, but you might be trying to catfish me. That's mm-hmm. how you know they're a villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and also, he's like, how can I be sure? And Petro, so catty, he goes, we don't care about your secrets. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't give a shit about whatever <laughs> game you're running, man. 
And then he's like, I have to validate this or whatever he says. And he, they all float towards Wonderdorf together in a giant glowing ball, which was beautiful. Um, and then, guys, my favorite moment, the testing moment when they had to see if uh, they are indeed the same babies. Because, of course, my metal dude had their DNA, their baby uh -huh. DNA on hand. Yeah. So they had to put their hand in like a little area and it's like confirmed well it's like uh <laughs> do you guys ever check out of the grocery store with no grocery clerks you just have to swipe the thing yeah that's what uh -huh. their dna was just and then you're done <laughs> and it's like yep these are the babies i knew your parents and which i don't even know if that makes them mutants or yeah because one does this mean that they were created in a lab well late one night they they were born whereas all the other people that were created in wonder dwarf were created in those little like water test tube, tubes test tubes uh, yeah because they have a ton of test tube the creatures. show loves its tubes yeah oh so many tubes so many tube uh, people once once they're confirmed to be one and petro he's like oh magneto killed your mom mm -hmm. uh also here's where he'll be in oh two minutes you should go kill him yeah here's my dr moroian servants they'll go with you and they're like yeah let's kill this guy we've never heard of let's mm -hmm. do it but anyway i am your best friend and i love <laughs> you and i love that you're here gullible gullible fools and of course this is where both sides meet up it's in the graveyard magnus is here to see his dead wife magda um and he she he thinks he's she's not dead for a second because a someone in a robe who says don't touch yeah. me don't look at me and tries I'm to talk wife, don't look at me <laughs> <laughs> and uh of course he goes over and pulls down the robe and it is one of the creatures that is created by the metal man it's a goat it's a fucking goat it's a, person it's a, it's a goat lady she is and, a goat and she they, thinks this is hilarious mm -hmm. like oh, the second is. the robe comes off she's like <laughs> <laughs> like any good goat does. <laughs> I, She's the, a laughing the animal, goat. The animal people beat up on him for so long, and we cut to Wolverine just watching. Yeah. And he just lets them beat the shit out of mm -hmm. him. And he goes, I hate to see piling on, even on Magneto. And then continues to just watch yeah. that beat Magneto. It took so long. And then long. finds popcorn in a cemetery. That was so crazy. Mm, this is grave corn. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some grave corn. And so they, they, they kidnap Magneto and Wolverine, and they're back in, in the Wondergore headquarters. And then for no reason, the high visionary is like, eh, I'll lock the twins up too. Yeah. So much of the plan did not need that part of it. Well, I think that if you, uh, we'll get to this, but I think that if you have a city that you can wrap up into a spaceship and fly away, then you don't Whew. really give a shit. So yeah. We'll just do what you we'll want. We'll do whatever we want. Did uh, you guys think, real quick, before we move on, did you guys think when the lady, when Magda, quote unquote, was in the cloak, uh huh. Did you think that was morph? I fucking I, I thought it was morph, and I was <laughs> another gosh darn morph. So pissed off. Do you know what would have made this episode better? <laughs> no. A little bit of morph. No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, well, we're back, and of course, uh, Tin Man has to like drop the news. He's like, "Hey, this is your dad. This is the guy, uh, Pedro and Wanda. Meet Daddy." And uh, apparently, Magneto didn't even know that he was he had twins. Mm -mm. Yeah, he didn't even know he's he had such kids. a rock star. He's been fucking kids across one to gore, fun to gore, all the gores. He, you mean having kids? Yes, not fucking. Not fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean fucking to have kids. I just want to make that clear. Um, and it, I think the the so he's the high evolutionary wants to use the twins and Magneto to speed up his turning humans into animal process. Yeah. That's like his evil plan, right? Yep. 
and he calls Magneto the most powerful mutant on the planet. Have we heard them say that before? I nothing I know of. Uh, and at a certain point, Wolverine gets thrown in yet another tube. Yep. In his life. And what is this, by the way? 17, 18? How, how many times has Wolverine transformed into something else? Right. Because he's been that green thing. Honestly, like it didn't even uh make a mark on my brain while watching. I was like, oh, Wolverine's another thing. Like, oh, okay. He was a wolf though, and that did resonate. <gasps> he was with a me. what? A wolf? No. A, a wolverine. You s- <laughs> was he? Was he a wolverine? Wolf. No, a wolverine. A, a wolverine? Anyway, he Ryan? was. Ryan? I'm trying to say a dumb thing. Ryan's trying to correct your pronunciation. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking my pronunciation getting corrected. And so I'm trying to like reverse engineer something like as if I'm some sort of high evolutionary. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we got our test tube, uh, Wolverine, uh, and he comes out and bursts through and he's just going ballistic, trying to cut things down. He cuts down a tree at one point. At one point, does he or does he not, Caitlin? Lift up Professor X's chair and throw it on the ground <laughs> for the ground. fucking 20th episode. God. Okay. Ryan, that part is great because then we ha- we do have the ship of the X-Men that does come at the perfect time. Wolverine's all... Beast. all it's Okay, it's just Beast. But <laughs> it's just Beast and <laughs> Professor X. Um, and yep, there's a brawl that's going on. Wolverine's going all, ro- all crazy. And Beast... Berserker. Berserker. Beast has to come and save. So Beast does his thing. He jumps in and he does. He jumps onto a branch to try to save Professor X from being held up by does Wolverine. Nothing. And he waits for the chair. No, he doesn't do but- nothing, Ryan. He goes around a tree branch like multiple times like a beautiful gymnast. <laughs> and then he makes a beautiful landing. And by that time, Professor X has been yeeted to like out of his existence, out of his chair again. And Beast is like, I made a perfect landing. <laughs> if I was Professor Full X, I'd just be like, "Motherfucking beast!" Literally, please what, like, save me one second earlier. It was like, well, and then he was gone. He was you know what? Be- beast thinks he's part of Cirque du Soleil. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, it was beautiful. Though. Yeah, Cirque du Soleil is a little better than Beast Smooth. Wow. Uh, what I love is so Wolverine throws Perfection down on the ground. Beast doesn't put Professor X back in the chair, and it's like, <laughs> "Are you good?" He lifts the whole chair and X up and just runs away with it. <laughs> <laughs> But then also, at some point, tackles, what do we call him? Wolverine. And just holds him there. Yeah. Until Wolverine switches back. Just goes, oh, I'm fine now for some reason. (laughs) But then says, like, Beast, you owe me an explanation. Yeah. Which is like a gay panic joke. Like, why is Uh, your your wiener on my head? I truly did not understand that that segment or what he said. And now, okay. Okay. I, I thought it was like, hey, what just happened? But yeah. No, it's the uh, 90s. Yeah, it you're, right, is. you're right. Can we, when we're finally done with Ecstaz, can we, and it, it'll just be us sitting here watching. Like, no, not our listeners won't be able to see it, but just a clip show of Professor X's chair getting tipped over <laughs> and thrown to <laughs> the ground. Just the Yeet remix. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Um, okay, so then after Professor X gets thrown, uh, for some reason, the whole baddies get abducted into a little aircraft oh yeah we'll they leave throw yeah. them there um yeah I, I do want to point out that uh quicksilver and this is this is hard for me look like i'm a son and a father so i understand but magneto goes and saves his son quicksilver mm-hmm. and holds him in his arm yeah. the same way that quicksilver held everyone mm-hmm. right before he went on a sprint and then for the rest of the show, Magneto's just holding him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Quicksilver's looking at him like, I'm good now, Dad. Like, 
But Magneto's just always like, I have you in my arms. Ryan, Magneto held Quicksilver at still while Wanda got flown into a tree and like needed saving out of a tree. And then he still had Quicksilver. I was like, God, I hate you, Magneto, now. That's where like my resentment came. It's because Quicksilver looks like a young Magneto. So he's trying to save him. They have the same angular aristocratic face. Doesn't care about his daughter stuck in a tree. Um, well, yeah, everyone gets abducted and that was the end of the episode until Wanda and Pietro, he's like, my children, I'm, my life is forever changed because you're in here and they're like, we don't like you, daddy. You, you hurt my mom, so we don't want to well, have a relationship I think that you. Wanda has the light of the episode, which is yeah. like, Magneto's like, oh, I didn't know about you. So I, if I did, I would have come back with you or come back for you. And Wanda's like, Maybe. We don't know that. Like, <laughs> you seem like a piece of shit. In fact, I doubt that yeah. you would have done well, that. They know who he was because they're like, oh, infamous mutant terrorist. Imagine you found <laughs> out your dad was Osama bin Laden. And then he's like, no, I would have cared for you. Would you be like, oh, yeah, let's make a relationship now? Oh, your mom got you that Nintendo for Christmas. I would have gotten you that Nintendo for Christmas. Fuck you, bin Laden, my father. Get out of here. <laughs> um, New drop. <laughs> fuck you bin laden uh but yeah then we end with quicksilver running away and um and wait picking scarlet witch up yep right? picking yeah. scarlet witch up running Guys, away is it weird if uh, all right so no matter what any party that i'm at with you mike or you caitlin anytime i want to leave i'm gonna pick you guys up and just <laughs> run out the door. sprint at the door is that cool if i don't I have to this. if i don't have to walk hell yeah i love that i I'm wonder which one's it. gonna go better <laughs> One of her heads is certainly slamming into the door frame. <laughs> if there will not be, both. If I have to pick up Mike and run away, there will be damage to the house. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I think it's time for us to give out awards. Yes? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh but so why don't we start out with first most nineties thing? Ryan, what do you have? Oh, I this one's so obvious to me. In uh August ninety six, a movie was coming out. This episode came out in May ninety six, mm-hmm. and I think just previewing that incredible classic movie starring Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando. Uh, Wolverine gets to the island and he's like, what is this? The island of Dr. Moreau? The classic summer hit that's coming out in August of 1996? The, the Dr. Moreau fever was crazy at this point. That's how the 90s were. And that's the most 90s moment of this episode. People returning to animals. Animals returning to people. <laughs> it was we all loved sheer it. chaos. I literally wrote down Dr. Moreau because I was like, I don't know who this is. Yeah. So it must be very 90s. Mm. Uh, Caitlin, it's actually 1890s, but that still still counts as 90s. I was alive during this time. I've never heard of Dr. Monroe. Yeah. That's not even his name. Nope. Well, (laughs) never heard of that Dr. Monroe is my dentist group. (laughs) Well, Mike, what's your most 90s thing? I think Dr. Monroe was a character from Cool Runnings. But they were like, they were in that bobsled. They were like, Dr. Monroe. My 90s thing is uh, they came out earlier than this, but X Factor was pretty big in the 90s. Uh, we didn't and I'm going to say here, but... the X Factor. There's no strong guy, but the name X Factor was thrown around, and that is 90s as hell. Mike, I ask you this every time uh, X Factor is brought up or strong guy. What's strong guy's real name? Fieri. It's Guido. His name is Guido. Guido. Yeah. Is it Guido Fieri? No, it's just Guido. He's he doesn't have a last name? Menominus. 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 Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay, well, my most exciting things was uh, when there was the perfect match, there was like a drop down menu, like a gray drop down menu, and it was like through that, and it looked like a very 90s computer. So that was my most 90s thing. Um, but I'm going to give mine to Ryan. You get the point. Uh, oh, yeah. Yay. Ryan got a point. And next is best use of power. Uh, Mike, what do you have for best use of power? Uh, Quicksilver is falling. And then goes, wait, and just turns into a tornado, uses yeah. super speed to oh. not hit the ground hard. And I was like, yeah, man, that is smart. That is a legit good use of power. I looked at this and I was like, wow, this is a toy placement like moment because you know those like spinny, like yeah. uh, fairy things that were really popular back then? I was like, wow, he's a good toy right there. Super speed is sort of like a devastating power like that. Like uh, any boulder that is dropped on me, I'll just be real fast and yeah it's hard karate chop so fast through that karate chop so fast mm-hmm. uh my power was going to be high evolutionary's hands every time he talked he was he's the jeff goldblum of the x-men <laughs> universe just like hello i am the uh, high evolutionary but i'm actually going to give it to um the trappings that the x-men found themselves in uh once they got brought into the uh high evolutionary's castle uh towards the end they all look like jim put Dwight supplies in Jello. They were all stuck in this <laughs> yeah, yellow goo, the and they couldn't do shit. And that's the hardest power. It's not doing shit. Is making it so these these fucking very Jell-O powerful jail. mutants are like, I want out of this. So mine is very similar to that, and I compared mine to the Amber from Jurassic Park. Um, but uh, they were like in these little amber things. And Magnus decides that it's time for him to break out of the amber things because he's heard enough. And he's like, I must now save everyone. He's like, uh, time to exercise my actual power or whatever he said and bursts through and then like saves the kids, too. I'm like, wow, you just were holding back. I think this is an important note. Anytime you guys are like shackled or handcuffed in any way, like by authority uh, and you can get out of them, don't do it right away. Wait yeah. for the perfect mm-hmm. moment. Yep. Which that's Wait for somebody did. to say a cool line. Or yeah, or like a cool setup for your cool line. He's like, this was really cool, um, but I think it's time to break out of these now. And he did. Uh, I'm actually going to give that to, uh, point to Mike, though, because I can't remember what it was, but I did like it. Super speed. Yeah, because he spun really cool and it reminded me of a toy. Good. <laughs> All right. Uh, next is best gasp. Ryan, what do you have for best gasp? My best gasp was... Um, I think it was, I mean, this was not telegraphed at all during the show, how like Magneto's name is Magnus and the mom's name is Magda and (laughs) these two kids don't have a father and who is their father and Magnus wants to go back to this place and yet when Quicksilver was like, or when Quicksilver heard that this is my father, Mm -hmm. his gasp was my gasp. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Mike, what was yours? Uh, at the end, Magneto says, maybe we can get to know each other better. And the twins both go, nah. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> Mike, did you feel you and your siblings towards your dad or your future kids towards you? Future kids, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's how they're going to react. <laughs> Beautiful. Always got to love the daddy issues. Um, Ryan, I'm actually going to give you that point uh, because I have basically the same thing, which is Magneto like being the father. It was like Mari. I... I woke up my my poor recovering dog because I gasped out loud when they were like, this is your father. I was like, I knew this was what it was leading to, but how it was set up, I was like, yes, I'm here for the drama. Give it to me. Loving it. So, Ryan, you do get that point. Uh, next is LVP. Mike, give me your LVP. So there's a lot of 
animal people. Yes. Uh, at a certain point early on in the fight, when Wolverine's trying to save Magneto before they get taken to Wonder Gore, there's a panda person, a panda man runs up and punches Wolverine, and Wolverine punches him down, and then the panda just turns around and runs back away. <laughs> he just goes punch, punch, and then he runs away. Wait, did he? That guy sucks. Before he ran, did he like pick somebody up in his arms and then sprint away? No, oh, he didn't should, even pick least, anybody up. He at least pick somebody, somebody up. up. Yeah. But just to do one punch, get punched, and sprint away, you suck. You're out of here. Uh, Brian, what's your LVP? Caitlin, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Anytime on this show, somebody's on a fucking robot flying horse, they're going to be my goddamn LVP. <laughs> I thought we were done with this. I these thought robot we... horses were cooler than the I like apocalypse these ones. I thought horses. that like that apocalypse story was done. But there's a guy flying around on a robot flying horse, and I will not stand for it. He did nothing. The horse did nothing. It is. It, it, it hurts you. It, in a battle, it hurts you more than it helps you. So that robot horse flyer is my LVP. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it's the panda versus the robot. The robot <laughs> It's horse. your dream. <laughs> it's my dream. Uh, my LVP is actually going to be Scarlet Witch because she's really powerful and she literally does like nothing. The and, most powerful mutant. They yeah, do. and she yeah. can't even get out of the amber. She gets stuck in a tree and is there for a while and just sitting there. It's like literally doing nothing. I was like, Quicksilver. Who does she think she is? Jean Grey? Yeah. She at least like Quicksilver ran one time. I mean, if we're going to be at Wanda Gore, we should at least see some Wanda Gore. Oh, all right. I have a new LVP, Caitlin. Uh, and it's Ryan. Uh, no, um, Mike, I'm going to give you the point for the panda. Thank you. I like pandas, so I will give you that point. And it's finally time. MVP, uh, Ryan, who is your MVP? Uh, it's Quicksilver, and it's because he always has the power on hand, but also I fucking, I'm a sucker for the overdramatic, melodramatic, soap operatic way that he speaks uh there's at one point where like um the bad guy's going down and quicksilver just looks directly in the camera and is like he's ours <laughs> <laughs> like I, I i miss this guy i like i wish that he was around nobody likes him because he's a terrible asshole he's sort of like the namor of the mutants uh-huh. and they even got the same stupid eyebrows <laughs> i know that namor is a mutant i don't want the emails from that but i uh, i love this guy wow uh mike who's your mvp Wolverine. Not only does he look <laughs> awesome, he yeets Professor X right into the ground. <laughs> yeets or drops? Like, well, it's he doesn't drop him. He lifts him. He chucks him at the ground. I would have liked it better if he tried to throw him far, but that's all he went. That's almost <laughs> fun here. Um, my MVP for this episode is going to be the writers because they have like Ryan, they have made this really dramatic like for Quicksilver all of his lines super dramatic for Magneto Magnus everything is so dramatic how it's said and like led up to I love this episode so my MVP is the writers of this episode I have to say Mike I don't know if you agree with this uh, but this is the best episode and I would say 10 or 12 episodes oh, yeah. yeah I really liked it I wanted to watch it like again like two or three more times just to get like any more little morsel that I missed which I know I did because it goes so quickly but there's so much here jam-packed into 20 minutes as opposed to like the Cyclops in a Western town where right. it was like they were stretching everything. But a huge difference is none of the, the main characters of this episode were not one of our X-Men alone. Mm-hmm. Our X-Men were side characters. Did this feel like a backdoor pilot? Oh. Uh, X-Factor? For X-Factor? Yeah. Or Daddy Issues. Or for High <laughs> Evolutionary and his jungle <laughs> friends. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, all of them. All of them should have all, been spinoffs. All of Separate them. Separate shows. Ryan, I'm going to give you that last point, uh, which does mean that, Ryan, you are our winner today. What? what, what? Uh, and Mike, you got so close with two points, but Ryan did take it away with three. Um, well, that was a great episode of X-Taz. Ryan, I heard you had an interview recently. I did. I talked to uh, Kevin and Q from the Superhero Homies. Um, they are a couple of gentlemen who, get this straight, guys, they have a podcast where two guys are talking about what's going on with comic book movies and TV. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. And what? Expect <laughs> a lawsuit, Kevin we, and Q. So what if we just started a lawsuit. We could probably make so much money. I like but yeah, that. I love these two guys. I love talking to them. Um, this is going to be part one because okay. I have an issue with talking to people for too long. So here is part one of the Superhero Homies interview. I am here. With the ones and onlys, superhero homies, I have Kevin. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? And Quentin is here. What is going on? Thank you for having us. This is uh, really awesome to be here. I'm so glad to hear that. And wait to say that until the end of the interview, because you might think that. <laughs> <laughs> he said uh, <laughs> Superhero Show Show, the podcast that I'm on, um, basically reviews every TV show based on a comic book. Now, you guys do some of that, but just to start off, why don't you tell our listeners what your guys' sort of overall parameters are? Yeah, so the Superhero Homies podcast is a podcast, and it is all about uh, comic books and basically everything related to superhero nature. So we do cover a lot of the TV shows, the movies, past, present, and we do preview so future uh and we uh talk about story arcs we kind of get the uh the casual audience prepped for what they could expect in terms of like character nature power sets uh notable stories and whatnot and uh, we have a good time doing it hell yeah we also do tend to do a lot of previews talking about like the up and coming products a lot of like the comic news that's been published of recent and honestly we also have a fun time just on patreon kind of expounding on other nerd fun shit Okay, so like a little bit more focus on the main show and a little bit more freedom on the Patreon show? Basically. Oh, yeah. 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 You said you guys review past and present. Do you ever review future? Just be like, Wakanda forever. Go A+. Plus. Just, you know what? We, I saw the trailer. It's just an A-plus already. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's funny. Yeah. To, to a degree, we kind of do that. Yeah, previews. Uh, yeah, ish. Uh, and, yeah. and I was going to say, like, you know, this is uh, actually a momentous occasion. You have us on our five-year anniversary. Oh, now, yeah? Yes. Yeah. That and is then, awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, at the end of every year, we actually do something called the uh, the Homies Award. And uh, it's a, it's a, the most prestigious award ceremony of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, n- not mm-hmm. all words, you know. <laughs> yep. Uh, but as a part of that ceremony, uh, we look forward to the future of movies coming out in the following year. And we give our predictions to ranking those movies from worst to best. Yep. And how good are you guys typically doing that? We're we're awful. Uh, yeah, but, we're dog shit. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> but you know, the, the reason we're so awful is because that? most of those movies never come out the year that they're That's supposed true. to. That's true. The yeah. 23 <laughs> predictions, dog shit. 2019, we we're like, oh, we got A, B, C, D, <laughs> awesome. By the end of it, we saw maybe A and B, and uh yeah. yeah. So I, I think I'm older than you guys. Do you are you old enough to remember something called Wizard of the Comics magazine? Yes. Yep. Yeah. When I was a kid, uh, they would have a TV and film section in the back, and it, stuff was not coming out like it is today. It, like you, Marvel, you would never get anything. 
Uh, but every month it would say Tom Cruise in Iron Man, directed by James Cameron. It's coming. It's f- I swear <laughs> to God, it's coming every year with that shit. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah, you know, that kind of reminds me of uh, that's one of the same time that we got a bunch of rumors about a, a live action Spider-Man movie. James Cameron, uh, that too. Yeah. yeah James Cameron is supposed to do that. Uh, and at one point there were several different actors attached to it. Even Michael Jackson's name came up because he wanted to buy the rights to do it. Uh, good times. Um, how did you guys have, I, I think they, if I can describe your podcast, it's very specifically Kevin and Q. And I mean that as the, the most of compliments. Um, I think they, I, if I was selling your guys a show, it would be based on your rapport. Um, how did you guys meet and where did the idea for the show come up? I mean, this is five years ago. Can you even remember? Yeah, actually it, it's a funny story. Um, we've, I think we've reflected on it a time or two of, uh, you know, just ourselves, but yeah. I think it was farmers only.com. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You were going for the goats. I was going for the cattle. That's, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, bro, I think I was 14 when I met you. Yeah. Uh, I just remember, uh, looking at this dude who had the coolest fro my young white adolescent mind had ever seen in real life at that point. And uh, Kevin, please tell me you did not yeah. ask to touch it. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't that juvenile. Oof, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, we, I don't know, like uh, so instant connection. Did that report, like, could you guys feel that report bubbling up right away? You know, it was uh it, it was it was interesting because like we were we were friends yeah. when we were uh you know young kids and teenagers, but I think really it was uh when we were like young adults who like in our early twenties, like we had yeah. gone a couple years without having seen each other. We were both in and out of the state, and then one day we just caught each other, uh like oh oh shit that's Kevin. He's like oh that's cute, and then like yeah, and, and then it kind of really clicked from there, right. right. Um, it, it was really fun because I remember the particular meeting when it happened. Yeah. It's like we we both had experienced a little bit more flavors of life. We both left the South for quite some time and we came back together in the South. And sure enough, it was like, yo, dude, hey, we're around the same age. Hey, we're, we're in a town where it's hard to make friends. <laughs> you want to go do shit? Yeah, let's go do shit. <laughs> yeah. And so here we are. That's so yeah. much harder as adults than it is. Back then, if I say that to an adult at like a bar now, I I just get the shit kicked out of me. <laughs> yeah, I, you know that's uh, that's where all the scars come from. They they make yeah. cool stories. Yeah, exactly, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, whose idea was the podcast, and what was like the initial seed seedling of the idea? So the uh, the the concept came from uh, the fact that like you know Kevin and I we would always have like a lot of uh, like in depth and what we found funny discussions about these movies that we go see so like we go see you know say winter soldier or guardians of the galaxy Mm -hmm. and uh you know when we leave the theater we have all this commentary about the movie like man like that was a a really lengthy and 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 fun discussion we just had what if we recorded that you know uh and around the same time i was also just finishing up a internship at a local radio uh, radio station myself and so um, it was already something like very familiar, uh, but then it was really cute and his inspiration to like collect and get the gear. And then one day we were literally hanging out. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember if we had just seen a movie at the point. We had or... just seen Kingsman. Good memory. Yeah. Fucking A. Damn. Nice yeah. job. 
<laughs> yeah, right. His autistic esque powers over here. Uh, it's amazing. And um, yeah, we were just finishing up. I, I don't remember. It was another discussion like any others that we would have. Like, hey, man, what's your dream team of superheroes? Name it and why. And then sure enough, like, oh, by the way, I got mics. I got fucking mixing equipment. Let's start a podcast. And our first episode ever was Thor, a breakdown, a character breakdown. Right. Yeah. You got to remember, it was October 2017. Well, so I got the gear in September. Yeah. And then I had to figure out how to assemble the shit because I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But so by October, we had gotten started. And our first episode was Thor because in just a few weeks, we would be watching and reviewing Thor Ragnarok. And so we were like, well, this is a, a perfect start. So... Yeah, first episode was on the Mighty Thor. Have Have you listened to any of the catalog of the history, bro? Of of your guys' history? Yeah, I've, I've yeah, I've heard a lot of episodes. Not, oh, okay, okay. Not like I'm five not years sure ago. You, I'm not sure if you or any of your listeners have gone back and listened to our like zero zero one. Yeah, but I am so sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> don't rec- well, yeah, one star. Don't recommend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've grown. We've grown. Most, it's hard to tell. Most episode, most uh, podcasters' original episodes sound like Kanye now. It's just like, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? Why are you saying anything you're saying? That's crazy. Um, but so, uh, tell me about that first because the way the way I want to remember it in my head, even though you just told the story, is that Kevin started talking and Q with the equipment just slowly raised the mic to his mouth <laughs> without even telling it. And just all of a sudden you're on. But um you, you know, my favorite character about this concept would actually have to be Captain Steve Rogers. What what, 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 what what's that in your hand over there, buddy? <laughs> what, yeah. are, what what is happening right now? Uh, know, what's that black yeah. fuzzy thing? <laughs> so after how long did it take for you guys to just like get uh a normal schedule going on and just, you know, sort of know, and this is important for future podcasters actually look forward to recording the show. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> not to make this sound, uh, any more homoerotic than we already sound. Uh, but you know, a, a lot of it comes down to like, uh, figuring out how to keep that fire alive, you mm-hmm. know, just like any kind of like relationship or any kind of like pseudo business model. There's always a lot of, uh, passion in the beginning right then you have to figure out okay how do we keep this thing alive because the listeners the homies more than anyone else they'd be able to tell the sniff out when we're being phony or phoning it in if we're not really into it uh so the the idea and the trick is to always make sure that it's fun for us because if it's not fun for us it's not fun for anybody right yeah so uh and you know in the beginning we just really had to uh we had a, a really easy schedule in the beginning because again Late October, that following March or April, we were getting Infinity Wars. So we just yeah. reviewed every single MCU movie yep. leading up to Infinity War. Like, I remember uh, in the early stages, every week we were watching a movie, but Q and I both would have a notebook where we're taking extensive notes like, oh, Thor in this movie is like this. Uh, all of a sudden, Iron Man in this movie is like that and just everything. And that was the day when there was a lot of stuff. And nowadays, like we sit and kind of like concoct ideas. Um, we used to actually have a marker board. We would actually like plan out and write down like, oh, this week's uh, comic news, this week's preview for uh, Black Adam or whatever the case, you know? Right. So yeah, See, fun you, stuff. You guys started a little bit later than us when it was a, basically a torrential downpour since you guys have started, you know, like there's, there's might be some 
Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, like quiet months. But when we started the show, uh, it was Shield and Gotham were and Arrow were the only shows. We were like, oh, oh we could we could watch those every week. And I think at our our peak, we were it was sixteen shows a week that we had to recover because that's how comic book TV works. Yeah, and like that's the thing about you guys. That's a lot show. of descriptions. Yeah, because like I I have also sampled your, your guys' product as well, and and. I'm sure all your listeners already know this, but it's quite an amazing show. Mm-hmm. Oh, stop it. I mean, keep oh, going. But I... <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it really is an awesome show because, like, you know, you just said that at your peak, like, at, at the most, you know, 16 shows a week, that is an awful lot. <clears throat> you know what I mean? That, that's so much to cover. And, uh, and like, that's, I think that's kind of the cool thing also where, like, they can be a, a really cool synergy because I can, I can promise you, Kevin and I would never do that. No. So we're so glad that you guys exist and that, you know, like I can check out your guys and be like, okay, so this is what they think of, uh, of Miss Marvel. This is what they think of, you know, the, the last season of the flash or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, you know, yeah. and, and like, okay, cool. Because I right now don't have the mental bandwidth to consume and report <laughs> but, on that much. Yeah. Plus, admittedly, what what's your budget for all your subscriptions to hold up on that, man? Because oh. that's a lot of different TV <laughs> programs. Yeah, I'll teach you about it later. It's uh, it's it's called uTorrent, and it's not that, it's, it's not that hard. My man, I am gonna edit that part out for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that's an honest man right there. <laughs> so, uh. I, I, yeah, I think that we sort of pitch ourselves as we watch it also. You don't have to. One of the things, my favorite shows that you guys do, um, and I don't think you guys did this, you guys did this fairly recently, was um, it sounds like you guys read a lot. And you ran down like your top 10, but is it comics of the this century or last it 20 years? The, uh, yes. from, from the 90s, from 90s on up. up yeah. That was fun. On, that yeah. was so good. Yeah, that was how, so difficult. How <laughs> much do you guys read? And I think that part of the service that you guys are doing is there's so many fans of this stuff that sort of forget constantly that this was all based on a comic book at one point like that. <laughs> we sort of lost that part. How much do you guys focus on that? That I bet a lot of our listeners are going to the theater. They're, you know, going to watch these movies at home or shows at home, but they forget that like these, there were original artists and writers that actually put this shit on paper. Uh, yeah. So like, um, we, we, we constantly have like a, a third occur, uh, occurring host. His name is Caleb. And, uh, one thing that he, uh, he says to me often is that there's uh, there's two different hobbies, uh, buying books is one hobby and reading them is another. <laughs> and, uh, and I could not agree with him anymore. Like those are two completely separate hobbies. And so like, whenever I get a new book in, all the other books that I have yet to read are just looking at me like, so when are you going to pick us up? <laughs> yeah. And, and so right. like, yeah. I, I am constantly reading and perusing and, and, and like the cool thing is, is that the reason I'm constantly reading is because there's always something coming out. And mm-hmm. so there's always something that has a source material that needs to be, you know, kind of expounded upon. Um, I mean, great example. Um, we got, uh, Right here, Q just recently purchased a couple of Omnis about the Thunderbolts. You know, we know that that's going to be an up and coming product pretty soon. So, yeah, Q will always go out of his way and, and find those Omnis and buckle down on them. So yeah, it's, so is that, it's, it's something very commendable. Is that kind of part of it, though? Is that like, all right, I I didn't finish Ms. Marvel, but that's over. We're not talking about that. The world isn't talking about that anymore. Let's I don't think get you ever bought Ms. Marvel comic. <laughs> 
Let's I have get, problems with her in them. Uh, there it is. <laughs> let's get prepped for Thunderbolts. Let's start looking in the future. That's what we got to read. Because that's sort of, if you think about it, what our listeners depend on is you guys having that information, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's something that uh, I've kind of learned just from like, uh, whether it be like listeners uh, messaging into us or, or even talking to, uh, to homies locally that listen, is that uh, we get the idea that a lot of people like to be in the know. Right. And that's kind of a service that we provide. Well, plus, like, I find this with all fan bases. I'm trying to figure out a new way to say dork shit. Um, you know, like, for instance, I watch the new Game of Thrones show. I don't, I've never read a book. I've never been online looking it up. Mm. Uh, and so when I hear people talking about it knowledgeably, like, I, I think that's impressive, you know? Um, I, and they're doing it for me. I'm not going to go do that work. So maybe I'll listen to a show. And I think that you guys help that out of just like, here's, um, you know, here's how the Thunderbolt started, for instance. Here's there's a big twist at the end of the first story. Um, mm. you know, here's how they sort of developed and compare them. I mean, there's to the Suicide Squad, there's a ton of things you can do that if you're just excited about the movie or you just saw Captain America and or Winter Falcon and the Winter Soldier and you don't know what's happening, mm. you guys can sort of provide that service, right? Yeah. And uh and, and that is like a really fun part of what we do just because uh I mean, hell, it, it wouldn't be fun if, like, the comics weren't so much fun to read and break down. And the cool thing is, even if we happen to, thankfully, this this doesn't happen a whole lot, but even mm -hmm. if we do happen to read a bad comic book, like Civil War II, uh, or, or if we, like, watch a bad uh, superhero TV show or a movie, the process of talking about it is still so much fun. Sure. It, it, yeah, it never yeah. feels like we've wasted time. And that's that's kind of the difference between... Um, I won't say people like us. I'll just say you guys. Um, and yeah. then other people who also talk about movies is you, those conversations that you were having after you walked out of the Kingsman or whatever. Like, it's mm -hmm. not just that movie was good. I like the punches. You know, it takes right. a lot more to talk about a movie than that. And, yeah. you know, I think that's what your guys' podcast brings. I think at this point, after five years of recording our, our shit together, and especially after watching so many of these movies right beside each other in the fucking theater um we got it down to a science mm -hmm. you know we talk about the character progression yeah. we talk about literally like uh those listening uh who are strangers to the superhero homies particularly uh we even have an episode where we talk about that science and we call it the superhero homie commandments and we literally like every episode without even saying such you hear us talking about it because mm -hmm. yeah it's just a, a such a practice thing at this point is it's fun to do though it really is because this movie might do that well but they might suck at this and and i yeah. think that that's what comes with a lot of experience because you know uh there's a lot of people who might hate on the fact that there's so many similarities between all of the stuff that we watch mm -hmm. but once you are used to the similarities then you can see the di then the differences become more pronounced and then you can talk about them, right? Like they did these similarities well, but look at this difference. You know, look how this thing stood out, and that's what people want to know, right? Oh yeah, and, and and like at this point, it's kind of hilarious because it can be something so minuscule that it, that will stand out. And uh, I mean, like for example, um, we, we recently did like mm -hmm. a, a breakdown of uh, the the latest Black Panther trailer. Yeah, and uh, and 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 Kevin pointed out something that like a lot of people have wondered about and that is like Namor's his winged feet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and I think the reason like and it was just such a small thing, but I yeah. think the reason why so small. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> but I think the reason why it throws people off is because 
you know, you probably everyone has probably at one point seen Namor in the comic book yeah. with those winged feet, but you don't see them in motion. Until they are you see them on the big screen. That is a drawn picture of them frozen in time. I have never thought exactly. about them going. Yeah. They don't <laughs> flap. What are you talking about, man? They're fancy shoelaces. Right. <laughs> and I just figured if they were going to go that route, and you know, I'm glad they stick to the how the comic books work. But if they're going to go that route, like how often is he like feet first? Just he falls over and just the, the feet go up with his head down. Right. <laughs> just straight up Hermes in this shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Over wow. the last five years, and I'm I'm basing this on like it feels like the common, I don't know, thought process. Have you guys felt a dip in quality and or like maybe too too many properties, too many movies, too many shows, and we're just inundated so much that it's hard to like enjoy everything? Do you guys feel like things are worse quality-wise than they were when you started the podcast? So that's a that's a damn good kombucha. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so so for me, that's kind of a loaded question, and uh, I, well, I, think I have here in my notes too, and this is what I got from the internet. That uh, Q is the defender and Kevin is the hater. Is that true? <laughs> that, is, that is correct. Okay. That is spot on correct. You have done your research. <laughs> I'm going to bed. I right. screw all of this. <laughs> You have done your homework, good sir. Good job. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 you are correct, my good sir. It is no secret. Um, I I don't know, man. It, it's so Q's answer might be fairly different, and that's totally fine. That's totally respectable. But I I do, however, have um, a small gripe, a, a little seedling of a gripe that that does believe. Uh, yes, there is a dip in quality. And it's not necessarily good that we're getting so many of them out because it's just not enough time spent in any one product to make it good, you know, or, or excuse me, to make it great. Some of them are okay. Some of them are good even, and some of them are just bad, but that's where I uh, concede to Q where we're really good uh, podcasting together because he's kind of the antithesis to my energy, which is necessary. You don't it want is. two people dog shitting on something. Yeah. You, you can't have uh, someone uh, representing the face. Right. You, you need that yin and the yang. I like for me yeah. before Q responds to wait, to all of Kevin's just nasty, evil drivel that he's spouting um, for me, like the floor sort of remains the same, but the ceiling is so much lower, you know, like Kevin, you were talking about how like, to make something great. I feel like we haven't seen something great in so, so long. Q, have we? Well, I think for me, uh, great is subjective. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) get out of here with that safety belt. But no, I will say this. um, When something, like for example, uh, we just got Werewolf by Night, Mm -hmm. and I thought that that was tremendous. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But now, to, to be fair to you know to to you and Kevin and myself, it's like would I say that it is just as great if it were in the middle of Phase Three, you know, when things like when we got like Infinity War, Black Panther, and and Endgame, and I mean, like, would I still say that it's just as great? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know, and I can't honestly answer that. But I will say, at times. It does feel like we're in a bit of a drought when it comes to supreme quality content. Uh, so when we get something like Werewolf by Night that is both original, refreshing, and just really well done, it just seems like it's just an oasis. 
Mm. This looks really fucking good. Mm. I get I get what you're saying. If you offer me eight different, you know, aged perfect steaks and a corn dog, <laughs> I, I don't want the corn dog. But if it, if Werewolf by Night is the corn dog now amongst three different piles of animal shit, uh, I'll take that corn dog. I will yes. love that <laughs> corn dog. <laughs> Hot damn! What a metaphor. Perfect Man. analogy. Yes. Wow. Hot Absolutely. Damn. Well you know what? Corn dogs aren't that bad. But I think too, you're, sp- <laughs> you're speaking to the point where we've never seen anything like this. In the MCU, we've seen this if we're 1930s Universal monster movie fans, but we've never seen anything like this in this. And the fact that I love the whole you guys, you guys never have. This is, again, opinion, subjective, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Um, You guys never have enough story for the amount of episodes that you decide that the show is going to be 55 minutes, baby. That's the that's the amount of story you have. That's the amount of story you tell. Tell it and move on. That part I I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's so interesting because, like, uh, you mentioned that, and that is such an important aspect because it affects the entire pacing. Yeah. So, like, if they wanted to make it a movie, it maybe would have dragged out and our right. scoreboard would have lowered. You know, at the same time, it's like, man, maybe some of these other Disney Plus shows would have been better if they had taken out or, or condensed some of those episodes. Yeah. And, and like... We can say the same thing about like the Defenderverse on Netflix. That yeah, was all. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, they would. I mean, Netflix was fucking criminal at it. They would take <laughs> a story that could have been compacted in eight episodes and drag it out to thirteen. Yeah, and you're just like, bro, this is filler shit. With I, the- I mean, don't get me wrong, I love it, but it's it's, it's not that good. Mm-hmm. They didn't have commercials. That like there was no reason to have extra episodes. Like, why are you doing this? Right. I. I'm actually on the other side of uh, I think that over time, uh, particularly Daredevil has become this beloved number one show. Mm-hmm. I still remember halfway through all the seasons of Daredevil being like, what the fuck are we doing? I know he's Catholic. I know he's Catholic. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah, you know, that's yeah. uh, that's something that, you know, we we have to give the show flag for, you know, when, when we did cover it. And, and because that is the case. Uh, with that being said, season three did have the best pacing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, but you know, just to kind of get back to your original point there, uh it's just like from a business standpoint, I understand why Disney does it yeah. because they release their content one episode per week. So, like for example, Daredevil Born Again, they're saying it's gonna be an 18 episode thing. That's that so is, crazy. Yeah. Oh gosh. And, and that's that's upwards that of makes me eight, nervous. That's upwards of 18 weeks of content. Daredevil's popular. So that's 18 weeks that they have all of these consumers watching and never turning off. That's a very smart business move. And that's that's what made it hard for us because we, even on Netflix, when you could binge it, we didn't. Mm-hmm. And so those middle episodes, we would be watching two months mm-hmm. after they came out, knowing that nothing happened. If you were binging, you could just smoothly go from episode to episode. Right. And maybe not point it out as much as if you watched one episode in the middle and stopped, you were just like, kill me. I just, I, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. I, I think the other part that it goes back to, to what Kevin said about the constant releasing means that there's no time to adjust. There's no time to say, like, this isn't working. This is too many episodes. This is too slow. This is not original enough because there's just this deluge of uh, constant yeah, content. Just churning it out. Yeah. And, you know, like, uh, and, and again, particularly with the MCU, hmm. um, Kevin Feige is just one man. Yeah. He, he what, can't do it all. One robot. 
Yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah. yeah, one one robot if uh, if you guys are up on She-Hulk. <laughs> one one bot. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's like if you go back to again the earlier phases, you can see how great these can be when this man is able to be more hands-on with these uh projects individually. But with there being so much out there right now, you can kind of tell that he's losing his grasp a little bit and he's delegating a little bit more to people who aren't Kevin Feige. <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of an issue as well. Yeah, and it's it's not even that he's I think he's the most creative person. It's just one one guy at the top with the, you know, like who can see all of the forest for the trees, if I'm getting that expression correct, and then, you know, delegate to the creative people. But you need that one yeah. person on the top. Uh, Hollywood Reporter just reported on the day of this recording that DCEU picked a new guy, but not really. And now five other people are rushing in in this like power vacuum to take over. And I think that's OK as long as we have like there's the Batman and Joker and very different worlds. Right. Yeah. But if they want one cohesive world, that's going to it's going to be bad. It's going to continue to be bad. Yeah, it's, it's going to be what the DCEU has been for the past six, seven years. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I love that theory of like, well, this hasn't worked. Let's do it again. Let's just keep doing it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> keep throwing it against the wall. Maybe it'll stick. Yeah, and, and that's kind of like, and it's so funny because we've spoken a lot about uh, the MCU, but like the DCEU has like the opposite problems of Marvel. And it's so weird that we get like both extreme ends of the spectrum. Right, exactly. Yeah, well, with the DCEU, the, the issue is that we might get two, oh, if we're lucky, three projects in a year, and that's including like, you know, TV shows. Yeah. And, uh, but it's like, at least in my opinion, those two movies and that TV show would be great. Yeah. Uh, Peacemaker was really good. Mm -hmm. uh, the Suicide Squad and uh, the Batman, I also like really enjoyed. They were really different, unique flavors, really unique. Uh, and, and also, like, I, I enjoyed the four-hour marathon that was the Snyder Cut. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Admittedly, part of DC's problem, too, is that they have just had the most rotten luck. I mean, they have had fucking their their entrusted actors and actresses all over the news for yeah. the dumbest shit. And it's like, as a productions company, I can only imagine whomever the head of that is or is going to be just like fucking face palming himself over like, oh, my gosh, what the fuck did Amber Heard do? Why did she shit on the pillow? What what are we doing? I mean, this you Ezra know? Miller thing, like they're clearly exactly. yeah. they're clearly out in the news saying it would be too expensive to replace him. Therefore, we support him. Like, oh, okay, good job, guys, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, it doesn't help that, you know, there's a lot of rumors going around that the DCEU doesn't have that much money. The WB is kind of hemorrhaging a lot of their, their capital right now. Yeah, and trying to cut debt everywhere. That it, It's a dangerous situation. Uh, how much money do you guys have? If the three of us put it together, can we buy DC from Warner Brothers and fix this shit? Not take long. I, I think I think we can. Yeah, like if, if you put I'm up for it. if you put up ninety eight percent of it, we can take <laughs> out a loan and get the other two percent. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. So wait, if I put up so if I put up ninety eight billion dollars, you guys will find two billion dollars. If what you if you put up ninety eight billion dollars. <laughs> We will take a loan from you for for the other two billion. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that's how business works, right? It's just debt, I'm pretty debt, sure. Debt, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, okay. now how many how many business degrees do we have between the three of us? Zero. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay. Zero plus zero plus zero makes one. 
I don't have a math degree either. Um, <laughs> typically, at this point in the interview, uh, I go to uh, something called a speed round, where I make you guys okay. answer things Please. as uh, quickly as possible, but I'm not going to do that. Oh, what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to host a mini episode of Superhero Homies. To be continued. <laughs> I would like to invite uh, our best friend. She's half cow, half human. It's Bova. Um, and Bova, it's so good to have you here in the studio. We, You are one of our favorites on this episode of Extaz. Oh, that's... Uh, <clears throat> move on over so I can get onto my microphone. That's so sweet of you to tell me that. Yes. Uh, well, I am utterly fascinated to be on the show. So and you can milk mm, me for all I'm worth. Good, because I need you here to help me with talking about some websites. Can you help me with that? Uh, sure, but if I do, don't have a cow. <laughs> I'm just trying to get all of the jokes that I think you might make about me. Look, I am. Look, here's my day. Here's what I do. I go in and I say, "What are you, human slash animal?" Oh, I can't help you. I look for human slash animals, and then I help deliver fucking babies from them. And then I have to come here, and I have to do this. And so it's hard for me to know that if you're making fun of me or not, because, sure, I'm half cow, but I'm also half human. But I'm also half cow. You're also a midwife. You've got a lot. You have a lot going on. Why can I never be a full wife? <laughs> never, a, never a full wife, never a nor wife. I would just like maybe how about Norwife, where I'm not a not a wife at all. I'm a midwife. And this is what I do. And you tell us about websites too. And I also tell you about websites. Uh, first of all, bova.com. Uh, I'm sorry, OnlyFans slash bova.com is where you can go to get all the pictures of my feetsies or my hooves, as you call them. And then, uh, what, two other people on OnlyFans have one titty or two titties? I've got six, you fucking bitch, and I'll <laughs> show them all to you. Also, I have two upper hooves. Those are my hands. People don't like those as much. People like my back hooves way more than my front hooves, and I don't understand that. But, uh, so OnlyFans.com slash Boba. And then also uh, popfilter.co is where you can go to find whatever you, 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 my gentle lady, what do you do? What? What do I do? Yeah. Popfilter.co. Yep. What do you do? Podcast? Yeah. Uh, what do you podcast about? Superheroes shows. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> apparently I'm more prepared because I'm a <laughs> midwife than this normal wife. Did you have, a, did you find yourself a husband? I did. I never will. <laughs> I will never have one as a cow woman. Your never... pool is so much larger than mine. You My... could either go up like for a stud or. Oh, you can... I could go fuck a cow. <laughs> You're giving me permission to go fuck a cow. You know what? You have my permission to go fuck a horse. How does that sound? Those little websites, popfilter.co. Also, popfilter.co slash Amazon. And make that your Amazon bookmark. And then also, patreon.com slash your popfilter is, I guess, what I, the cue card says. But I'm, I've never been more offended in my entire life. I heard a lot of your friends are over on uh, Patreon. They're, we call them pay pigs. Oh, good. At least they're called disgusting pigs. And not So many people are calling themselves pay cows. And I say, pig, that's so offensive to me. Be a pig. Pigs are disgusting. They root and shit. 
I only eat my own shit. I will give birth to a baby, have a pile of my shit. That's that's my order. That's a party for me. You are you're going out the, tonight. You're probably going to raves and clubs. For me, going out is giving birth to a baby, eating one plate of my own shit. That's incredible. Thank you so much for coming. I am gonna have to tell you to leave now. Bova. <laughs> Thank you, Bova. That was great. I'm um, glad you came in here. And I, I need to bring in our next guest. It's it, it's Mike. It's Mike from Stargirl. Not the regular Mike. Um, he's here. Hey, uh, Caitlin. Good to see you. Thanks uh, for inviting me here. How you doing, toots? <laughs> Mike, always never a pleasure to see you. Um, yeah, and- to you and all that. Yeah, I was really touched by your your presence in the episode of Stargirl today, and that's why I wanted to bring you, and now I'm already regretting it. Uh, but I do want, I need your help, Mike, um, to tell me about some other shows that we have here on the network. Yeah, sure thing. No, bada bing, bada boom. You need help. I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. I don't really have powers, but I'm there. I'll do whatever you want me to do. My yep. friend Jakeem's not here. He actually can help. Yep. I Listen, but why isn't this about me? Nothing's about you, Mike. I know. <laughs> you tell me that's the life I gotta live. It's real hard. <laughs> uh, but what did you want? Yeah, I wanted to hear about some other shows, Mike. Okay, me and my buddy Jakim, we are the young superstars. You go there, you're gonna listen to us, and we're just like, here's the adventures today. We're gonna once again sort of hit on, sort of try to be friends with a girl who's way older than us and way hotter than us. Listen to that podcast about our daily adventures. <laughs> Uh, can you tell us other your pop filter shows? Oh, sure. You're going to go, well, this is obviously the superhero show show. Follow, rate, subscribe, review, all that fun stuff. You're going to go over to Movie of the Year. Do you like films? I like cinema from when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, Citizen Kane, The Mighty Ambersons, Rosemary's Baby, all the classics. <clears throat> go If you like movies, go Movie of the Year. They got every season. Right now, they're going through 2002, whatever you young kids are into, your spiders, man. You're... Yeah, talks to her. Whatever the kids are into, go check that out over there. And then also the unnatural 20s. What are these young girls going to do once they're 30? That's what the show's about. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, I think you should lay out the smokes, man. I know. It's my my stogies. My stogies (laughs) are getting to me, honey. It's crazy as a 12-year-old. That cough. Mm. Well, Mike, thank you so much for coming to the studio. I'm gonna have to kick you out because I have a new, new person I have to bring in. Uh, just like my dad. Yep. Just get out. Just stop, Mike. All right. Uh, now I'm gonna invite into the studio a small mouse that's in the prairie and has to gather a ton of grass because it is winter. It's almost winter. Um, small mouse, are you here? I'm here. Oh, thank you, small mouse, for joining. Um, I didn't catch your name. It was really hard to hear. Could you give me your name? I cannot tell you. Oh. I am gathering so much grass for the winter. Yep. Yep. It's a hard time out here. My name is Bjork. Bjork. And I am gathering so much grass. Thank you, Bjork. We love your music. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. There's some grass. Okay. Continue. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Bjork. Bjork, uh, could you tell us about some of our social medias? Uh, we have so many social medias i'm also a pop star did i tell you <laughs> i didn't know that no okay can you give me a beat please my name is a country mouse and i'm on social media we have social media at instagram our pages at instagram did we buy at instagram 
<laughs> yes, I think we did. Did we? That cost so much money. That cost so many blades of grass. That makes me fall down. Okay, so uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter is at your pot filter. Instagram is at your pot filter. Yep. Facebook. Mm-hmm. At your pot filter. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those are all yours. Do you want my personal ones? Yeah, I'd like also yours. Okay. I don't have any. Oh, wow. That was great. Well, thank you so much, Small Mouse. I'm going to let you go gather more grass. Thank you so much for coming in. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's some grass. Okay. I got it. I got the grass. Oh, you got the... Oh, good. Okay, good. You were well. standing in the way of some grass. Oh, oh okay. Grass. Well, I'm glad I got out of your way, um, but you're going to have to get out of my way because now uh, I need one last friend over here, and it is an actual crocodile. Um, I don't even know if he can speak. It's crocodile. Is that you? <coughs> Hello, Caitlin. Thank you for having me here. Is it true that you are the ha- the happy Gilmore crocodile? I'm the happy Gilmore crocodile. I'm the hook crocodile. I'm the crawl crocodile. I'm the you? crocodile. You're such a star in the studio work right now. My tail off. Yep, and you worked your eye off. It looked like as well. Rude. Do you want me yep. to point out your abnormalities? <laughs> no, I'm okay without. I'm okay without that. Um, your personality off. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Mr. Crocodile. Um, I think you have to tell me one last thing. It is about contacting us. They, How to contact us? Yeah, they should do it. <laughs> I've heard uh, that you used to have ways and there's no more ways. So I guess what that tiny mouse creature said out uh, to your pop filter everywhere. All right. That's uh, the best way to contact us. Caitlin, I hate to come back yeah. on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, hey, hey, guys, Ryan here. Mr. Crocodile, that was uh, so crazy to have you here. But uh, why would you say two? Why would you say multiple contacts when clearly he only wears one contact? Oh, it was rude of me. I'm sorry, Mr. Crocodile. Chomp your legs off. Uh, You're not going to shit, you little bitch. Well, I don't want to get chomped. Uh, (laughs) I don't want to get chomped. We have. I think you guys should all get out of here because I have one last thing to do. It is to tell you what's going to be on next week. It's going to be the return of the Titans and the end of the superhero homies interview. You should probably introduce the Superhero Homies interview earlier in the show. So that's the show, and we will see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> and